0: Trying to come get it Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty I feel the spirit moving through the city I see the people trying to bring him with me We got a light, tell him come and get it, yeah Walk, 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 walk I walk, walk, walk Was chasing my glory, then fell asleep. Woke me up and told me to go feed the sheep. Send me deep in the streets just to bring a peace. Here we be where them, pickies be bustin'. Where they end your life with no discussion. But as soon as they see the light rushing, they know that the Lord walking with us, no bluffin'. People say that I'm fake, I'm like, okay, do you walk in the light or you throw shade? One more sex on my skin, I got no shame. We was preaching about Jesus before fame. Get Did that? On my side, yeah, he that. Ask the double where my sins at On the cross, cause he pinned that. Big throw he says that. Death hit him, then he hit back. What up, what up, what it do, it's your boy Daydren We're on another episode of A Different Perspective Podcast And let me just say this past week has been hectic My oldest daughter, Juliana, turned 17 This past, what, Sunday? Wow, I'm getting old And, um, I mean, news, sports, everything that's been going on, it's it's, it's been crazy to say the least But it's all worth it in the end So much to talk about And I'm going to go ahead and get, get started <laughs> uh, First things first uh, Should teachers wear body cams at school? Um, in my opinion, yes Here's why Because these children are out of hand These entitled children are out of hand um, They think that they know it all and they don't But yet you know, they assume that, you know, because now they know that teachers can't discipline them or using corporal punishment, they think they can say and do whatever they want in front of the teachers. Now, I know, I honestly believe that if, I'm, I'm think back when I was in elementary, like when, when I got popped for doing something I wasn't supposed to do, like, if I tried to fight the teachers, like, I'll probably get jumped by adults or, you know what I mean? Like, or, or I would definitely get beat down or I'd probably be in the grave. Like, cause back in the eighties and nineties, we didn't play. It took it out of school, just like they took God out of school. And here we are having all these school shootings. Um, but yeah, I think they should definitely wear a body cam. So that way they can just roll that, that, that beautiful footage of their children acting a fool. So that way they can't say, and then they're going to be like, oh, not my child. Mm, nah. I learned that um, when we put Robin in pre-K. She um, She's sweet. You know, she does what a normal four or five-year-old would do, right? But at school and pre-K, she tore the classroom up type of thing. So we, we can never say that what our child or children won't do. Um, even Junior started doing that in the nursery, <laughs> Um, at our church, he started cutting up and but he wouldn't do that around us. So it's, um, you know, no parent should ever say that, oh, my, my child is not going to do anything like that. No, your child is capable of doing anything. And, you know, uh, according to the scripture, you know, we're all in the body of sin. We're born to sin until we learn to do what's right and what's wrong. So, and then also children. Just like adults have spirits, children have spirits too, and we have to continuously pray and rebuke that spirit up out of them. Whatever it's uh, the spirit of rebellion, or the spirit of um, uh, just being evil—not gonna say evil. Evil is a harsh word. Uh, the spirit of being disrespectful—that's that's a better one. So when people say, "No, my my child ain't doing that," but and then you know, I had to learn real quick to say, "Children are not bad." If children are bad because they're a reflection of the adult, adult or adults that they're around. So if you're a parent who popping it like it's hot or dropping it like it's hot or popping your butt in the air or, you know, being disrespectful to women, guess what? That child sees that, whether they're there or not, and it's a reflection of it. Can't be mad at that. You brought the child into the world. So all the little spirits that you slept with that man or that woman, it comes together. It's the power of four. You gotta think like however many went what so giving example, so if you slept with a man or a woman, you have to do that multiply times four. Cause you gotta think that they slept with at least four people. Not in all cases. Let me, you know, reiterate. Not in all cases, but in most cases, cause that person slept with that person, and that person slept with that person, that person slept with that person. So you got spears rolling <laughs> rolling in, rolling in and out of your body. You wonder why you crazy. That's why you should wait till you get married before you have sex. I learned the hard way. Still battling with stuff um, <laughs> years later. So, but yes, teachers should wear body cams at school so they can see how good or bad their child is or children. They go to the same school. Um, Forty-five, aka Donald Trump, pulls out gold sneakers. And his people are saying that, you know, this is a way for him to win the black vote because black people just love sneakers. They love their sneakers. Hmm. Black people love money, too. But y'all not passing that out, are y'all? I'm just saying, like, why, why are we, you know, why does his campaign assume that? Because we like, yeah, some pe- some, some people. Well, gonna say some. Most of us do like sneakers. But you bringing the shoe out thinking that's going to get us to vote? Like no. Jordan has had shoes out since the mid '80s. Everybody's not buying Jordans. Everybody's not buying Jordans. I have not had a pair of Jordans since two thousand what seven, two thousand six, two thousand seven, maybe. So, and I haven't had a pair since. So no one is out just buying Jordans. Just throwing that out there. Then 45 believes that black people understand him. Understand him because of the number of times he's been indicted. If that ain't a slap in the face, like it's a huge slap in the face. I've never been indicted on anything. Does that minimize my blackness? No. <laughs> But it's a problem when you got this guy who shouldn't be running for president again, and yet he's just throwing stuff in our face. And then um, he he, believe, well, he believes that, you know, if he is selected as the president to run, that Tim Scott is going to be his vice president. And he had the audacity to say right in front of Tim Scott that, you know, Tim Scott applauds 45 more than he applauds himself And I'm just like And this dude descended in your face And you just keep keying with it Like come on You look like Uncle Bill Not Uncle Bill Little Bill grew up with his teeth Didn't grow up Like This is why we gotta go vote Like seriously And pay attention to who you're voting for Um, Even no matter if you're a Democrat Republican Bluefish, yellowfish, polka dot, plaid, fish, like whatever. Whoever you decide to vote for, vote. Just go vote. I've never told anyone, oh, you should vote for this person. No, vote for, just go vote. It's ridiculous. And right now we're doing early voting. I'm going to make it a point to go Thursday to go vote. Maybe, might even go tomorrow just to get it out the way. To do my due diligence, like... Go vote. You have, you've given, if you're 18 or older, you've been given a right to go vote. Go vote. Like, I don't want to hear the excuses of, oh, I don't want to vote for this person, that person. Go vote for somebody. I mean, cause not voting, meaning that mean, means that the other person means that the other person who you don't want to win is going to win. Cause that's what happened in what? 2016. Oh man. So this is the last Tuesday of Black History Month, but of course y'all know Black History is all year long. So some of my favorite athletes. Um I'm gonna start with people who I'd never seen play but heard about was Jackie Robinson, Jim Brown, Jesse Owens, um Jackie Jonah Kersey, Flojo, Carl Lewis who can't sing, but he was good at track. Um, And moving on to people who were, oh, I'm sorry, Bill Russell, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem. I think I've seen Kareem play um, in the late 80s when he was with the Lakers. Um, But even today, like, Magic Johnson's the reason I picked up a basketball. Um, And so, like, you know, Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, the Nigerian Nightmare. (laughs) Um, I like Vernon Maxwell, too, for my Houstonians. Uh, Let's see, LeBron James, obviously. Kobe Bryant. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental. Kevin Garnett. um, Ray Allen. Let's see, football. (sighs) Warren Moon was my guy. Um, I did want to play quarterback, but my arm wasn't strong enough, but you know, it is what it is. Let's see who else black athletes. Um, oh, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, um, Steve Atwater, Ronnie Lott, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, John Taylor, Merton Hanks. And I'm just naming off what I'm thinking of right now: Megatron. Um, I'm gonna I'm throw Troy, Troy Palomalu in there. He he got black in him. because he played like it anyway. Um, but Ryan Clark, um, Tiki and Runde Barber. And I'm I'm just naming them that I can think of right now. Let's see, baseball, obviously, King Riffey Jr., Barry Bonds, um, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Bob Gibson, like, so many guys that I can just go on and on a name. Um, I even give one to P.K. Supon. He played hockey. Um, just so many people we can give credit to, Simone Biles, Simone Manuel, um... I'm thinking gymnastics, uh, Dominic Dawes. I'm trying to, it's so many that I'm grateful for that have paved the way. Um, Venus and Serena Williams, like they are paving the way, and have paved the way. Coco Golf right now, Sloane Stevens, even though she's not living up to her expectations. Um, but yeah, so that's just the name some. But yeah, Black History goes on. Um, fifty two, three sixty five, twenty four seven. Um, so I seen this last week also. A dad beat his son in Madden one hundred to zero. I'm not mad at him. Um, uh, and he like as he was explaining, giving the commentary, his son kept running engage eight. That's pretty much an all out blitz. So. When you see that, you know, you, you, you don't pick it up the first time, but then you keep seeing it happen again. It's like, Oh, I know how to beat engage eight. Somebody's going to be open. Let me get into this shotgun. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go five wide. Cause it's five of me and three of them. Meaning the ones who are not blessing got to cover whoever. So yeah. and like, he said he could, he could have scored more points. Could have scored more points. And um, there's a young young uh, guy that goes to our church. We were, I was playing him in Madden or whatever, and you know I was giving him the business too. But I was like, that, that's how I learned. That's how I learned to get better. Um, I got beat bad a few times, but oh, once I got it, started so understanding what's going on. All right, you like you like doing this play a lot. Let me let me you know with Tecmo um, Bowl. Once I figured it out, or Tecmo basketball. Once I figured it out. That's all it took. So I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. He he got what he had coming. But then as he gets older, he'll learn. Like, maybe I shouldn't do engage eight. Maybe I shouldn't send an all-out blitz. Maybe I should look like I'm blitzing and go into a zone. That, 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 that's when you figured it out. I remember um this game on Nintendo that my brother and I used to play called Blazer Steals, a hockey game. And I finally realized how to beat him. So what he would do is he would pick the team that I was beating him with and try to beat me with them because I knew how to play with them. I was like, the concept doesn't change. I would just pick a different team and still beat you with them. Like, that, that's, that's usually how it went for me and my brother or Terry. We would, we would play games. If I was beating him, he would pick that team so I couldn't beat him. Like, and I would still beat him. Or like we played Street Fighter or things like that, or Mortal Kombat. Like he would try to pick the person so I couldn't pick him, or pick him so that way now nah, you can't do that. I'm like, what? Well, but you still gonna get beat. Like I'm gonna figure it out. Even even when we played basketball, once I started posting him up and knowing that he couldn't stop me, he got mad and stopped playing basketball after that. Like, don't don't want to run away from this butt whooping. But and don't get me wrong, I like. Even when I've played other people in games and stuff, I've gotten beaten and I took it on the chin. Like, it's cool. There's no big deal. I'm not even upset. Matter of fact, I wish, I wish Dre was here today so I could talk about, I think we, we were playing Madden um, at our old house. And I, th- I think I threw an interception or something like that or whatever. And I was just like, I think it was like 11 seconds left on the, on the clock. Like 11 seconds left on the clock. And I'm thinking like, all right, bro, you won. No big deal. He tried to throw another touchdown, so I got a I got picked it off, picked the ball back off, and got it. Then I threw a, a hail mary, so to speak, to DK Metcalf, but I got a flag for pass interference. Got in field goal range, kicked the field goal, and won the game. Now me being a good sponsorship, I'm I'm okay if I if I lose the game. I'm not gonna be so but hurt or upset about it. But when you're trying to Add, you're trying, trying to beat me, blow me out. I'm like, all right, now I really got to show you what I can do. Not that I wasn't doing what I was doing, but it's like, now you're trying to throw salt, you know, throw, uh, add salt to the wound. Bet. Got in field goal range, kick the field goal, won the game, sent him home. He said he's still salty about it. I'm gonna have to have a conversation about him when he, uh, I guess in, on the next episode. Um, American slavery. so I was listening This is the next topic, I was listening to Dr. Tony Evans He's one of my favorite pastors, preachers or whatever Outside of um, my pastor and lead pastor At, um, at my church And he, he he mentioned this He said American slavery would have ended With one verse, and it's Exodus twenty one sixteen. And I'm going to read it to you So it says, kidnappers must be put to death whether they are caught in possession, or you know, whether they are caught in possession of their victims, or have already sold them as slaves, mm. now during this time, you know, slavery, um, you know, they, they they were the the white people, just gonna call it what it is, would read certain scriptures out of the Bible to keep black people in bondage. Now. Some of them couldn't read anyway, but you know they 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 knew what they knew because of their parents had passed it down to them. Let's just call it what it is. And let me say this as a disclaimer: I am no shape or form racist. Have anything against white people? I actually don't have anything against any people. Um, I what I have a problem with is when you, and this is in general, when someone does something wrong and say that it's right. That's when I have a problem so kidnappers must be put to death whether they are caught in possession of their victims or have already sold them as slaves so I believe all the people who grab slaves and had slaves on a plantation and things like that are probably all burning in hell just gonna call it what it is yeah call it what it is this is Exodus, this is in Exodus 21 the Old Testament you know because at that time, God had freed the Israelites from, from Pharaoh. So this is after the Ten Commandments. Lord, God was giving up the commands through Moses to tell them, hey, this is what's going on. This is what, you know, it's supposed to be. He talked a lot about things, people being put to death. I won't get into the alphabet community about them being put to death or bestiality. Basically, when a, a, a human being sleeps with, a, sleeps with an animal, that's bestiality. Um, but it's a lot of things like they can get you put to death. Um, I talk about women's menstrual cycle, having them being unclean and they got to do this and do that. It's a lot, but shout out to Dr. Tony Evans and Anthony Jr. And Jonathan Evans, you know, those are my people now. John John has been at church a few times. So yeah. Um, So next topic um, I'm going to try not to be long with it But I'm uh, I think it's needed Um, The topic is why do men cheat And Before I say anything Let me just say this The same reason why men cheat It's the same reason why women cheat Just, Just as a quick disclaimer The same reason why men cheat It's the same reason why women cheat So I I've been following Jeremy Holloway um, on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. And, you know, he poses things that, and, you know, he talks about it. And, you know, he has a valid point. The same reason why men cheat is the same reason why women cheat. So what he was going on is because of the lack of communication or men not being heard or whatever. So they go to someone who can't hear them. I mean, I can't, but who, who will listen to them? So they cheat. And I was like, well, this person listened to me. This person's paying attention to me, X, Y, Z. So, cause I I will say this, and it's always the thing that how men cheat, no, emotional cheating is far more worse than physical cheating because when the physical cheating happens, the emotional part has already been, has already happened. Um, that's why in the Bible Jesus says if you have lust in your heart You've already committed adultery It is what it is Now that's Bible, that's Jesus talking <laughs> Not me, you know, saying it But it's true It's it's a It's a If if you lean on a man or a woman's shoulder And you're being vulnerable with them you, You've already Opened up a door And oftentimes When men cheat Women don't want to take any of the responsibility or vice versa Um, because they think that this person committed the ultimate sin and me and my wife, uh, we've had conversations about it, but I'm at the point where it's like, now, if you cheat, the marriage is over. There is no, oh, let's work this out. Like, no, there's nothing to work out. You decided to give yourself to another man. It's not your husband. Yeah, I played a part in it. However... I mean, because the same thing could be said for me. Like, if, if I did X, Y, and Z of what she did, she would probably divorce me as well. Can't be mad at her. and But there will be some fault on her end as well for not paying attention. Like, and I'm just giving an example. That's not what's going on in my marriage. We're good, to my knowledge. Um, but again, men cheat because some, something is lacking at home. Um. And, and so when it happens, you know, the, the, and the question's always, what are you going to do about it? Like, like, like what happens next? Like, do we, do we recover or do we go our separate ways? That's always the question that comes next. Like I have gotten to a place where I don't have that desire to cheat. Like it's no need to. Because for me, and I've even told to Sophia that I told her that I'm more about I'm more concerned about letting God down versus letting you down. Like that's that's my mindset, that's my heart. That's because I'm I'm not only just breaking up a marriage; I'm breaking up a covenant that I said before God that you are my wife, X, Y, and Z. I will love, honor, obey, cherish, through sickness and health, to death. Do us part. Covenant. A covenant Not a Common law Or X, Y, and Z Covenant So the Covenant wasn't just between me and my wife It was between me I'm sorry Between God, myself, and my wife So That's that Moving on A couple Who's about to get married Is asking people to pay $40 per adult And $20 per child For their wedding reception Are they wrong for asking? So with this, they were saying that they don't have to buy them any gifts, gift cards, and X, Y, and Z just use that money to pay for their seating. For me, I don't think that they're wrong. Here's why. Because you want to come to this wedding, you want to see all this stuff paid for, For you just come and eat for free and then leave and go on your married way? Nah. Um, a, a couple at our church just recently got married, and you know, I told him... You know, at first I was jokingly upset with him, but like, man, why you tell nobody? Blah blah blah. blah. i like, I said, all in seriousness, bro. You did the, you did it the right way. Like, like ain't nobody paying for it. Like, if if it's coming out y'all's y'all's pocket for to invite people, no, do it privately. And then when y'all ready to do a you know public display of y'all's marriage or get people together, then do it that way. But bump them. Who cares? I tell I tell anybody now. If you have a desire to get married, and you want to have this extravagant wedding, or I, I, no, I wouldn't even say don't have no extravagant wedding. The money that you want to use for that wedding, pay for use for a down payment for a house that y'all can live in. I mean, that, that's just what it is. Like, and then you know when the time come you know, you can you can um, do whatever you know after that. But don't don't let people put you in a pos- in a place where you feel like you have to have a have a reception. No, you don't. You don't. Like like now thinking back on it, I w- I would have actually kept the private ceremony what it is, and then maybe at year ten renew our vows and have a reception. I'm coming up on year nine soon. Dang. We've been in it for a long time. Huh? <laughs> but no, I don't I don't I don't believe that they're wrong at all. I'm not saying that I don't think. I don't believe that they're wrong at all. Like they if you don't if you're not gonna pay for it, don't don't tell them what they should be doing for, for their wedding reception. Period. Um so this next topic, George Stenney Jr. If you if you don't know who he is, they made a movie about him, how he was wrongfully convicted. For, I guess, being disrespectful to some white little white girl, or assumed that he was killing them. Um, he had killed them or something like that. I, anyway, the the story is very heartbreaking because he's four. He was fourteen years old, and you know, back then, you know, if you were if you were black or anything like that, you were you know you were treated with such hate. He. He was put to death at 14 for, I mean, like I said, he was the youngest in U.S. history to be executed in 1944. He was Ill- illegally executed, wrongfully com- convicted, and, you know, by all-white jury. So there was no people of his peers. His mom and dad could not even be there. Like, like that that that's that's was, that's what we've had to deal with and I'm saying we as my ancestors have had to go through because of um the it's it's undescribable, hate. Like just call it what it is is hate. You hate somebody because they don't look like you or you feel like you're more superior than someone and you're not. It's even in the Bible. I believe it's in Acts 26. I believe so. Let me I took notes. So hold on. Let me see. I I be paying attention when I be taking notes in church and in one of the classes that I'm taking. I believe it's Acts here, Acts 17, 26. Let's 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 go to the Bible. Right? Yeah, but him being him being wrongfully acquitted, I mean, uh, wrongfully detained, because I, I think it's it's heartbreaking heartbreaking. And so, what you know, it it happening like it it does something to me because I have a son, and him and he has to grow up in a world where he's already hated. Maybe not at four right now because he's cute, he's handsome, he's small. But when he turns 14 or 15 and he's 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", or whatever, and people are afraid of him and think he's up to, up to no good when he's really just minding his business. And so because of your insecurities of him, you feel some type of way. You shouldn't have to grow up in a world where you're hated Like It's amazing how people like Mike Ditka who say go back to your country No you go back to your country Yeah <laughs> Cause last I checked This was America USA Belonged to the Indians and Mexicans And now the same Mexicans Who want to come to the United States for a better Life you denying them of that and you're separating their families. But when you came over, you gave blankets that had diseases on them, gave to the Indians and killed them off. So you can take claim to it. That's a, that's a whole black history lesson in itself. So anyway, Acts chapter 17, verse 26. It says, from one man, he, meaning God, created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall and he determined their boundaries. So what this, what, what this scripture is basically saying is, is that from one man, Adam talking about Adam created all generations, all nationalities, all ethnicities, all of that. And he decided beforehand you know how they gonna rise, how they gonna fall, things like that. Let me read a different version. Let me go to the King James version. It says, "And had made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and had determined the times before times before appointed, and to the bounds of their habitation." So there is in no shape, fashion, or form that. That there's a one race that is more superior Or more inferior to, to the other But that's what we got going on in America You got a guy who shouldn't be running for president Running for president again Or making a campaign for it Who is purposely purposely, disre- yeah, Disrespecting the, the black community And no one's saying nothing about it Or they're saying something, but nothing's being done. Like, they want to drag this whole thing out. Come out with some shoes. Then you're saying, because a lot of blacks have been indicted, (laughs) you can relate. No, you're a billionaire, bro. We ain't billionaires. So if you say you can relate, you have a silver spoon in your mouth, bro. Stop it. That's annoying. He's annoying. Um, as a pastor, I can't remember where, but he says that he would acquit a rapist because of women wearing short shorts or short skirts or whatever the case may be, meaning that because women are inviting these men to rape them, he would acquit them. So here's why I play devil's advocate. So to this pastor, he's probably not going to watch this or maybe someone will show it to him. Who knows? I don't care. Um, what if someone decides they're going to rape your wife or your children or your grandchildren? Are you going to quit them as well because they had on short shorts or a short dress? Like, come on. And you a pastor? Mm. And I bet and I'm, I'm for certain. I am for certain that his congregation is probably um, I'm going to just say 95% white You can say that in front of them people And get away with it And not have to face any backlash But you wouldn't dare step foot in a black church and say that Of course not No Or Hispanic church Or Asian church Like no You're going to say that around your people Where you feel comfortable to say stuff like that Guess what I wish you would uh, acquit and well, you're probably going to go to hell anyway. So because ain't no way that you would be okay with someone raping your wife or your daughters, if you have any, or your granddaughters, if you have any matter of fact, let's just, let's just spin it. What if it's your son or grandsons? Are you going to quit the rapist? No, but you're going to try to throw a Bible in there saying that this is wrong. Any man taking the, taking the unfair advantage, or any adult, I should say, because women rape boys too. Any adult taking the unfair advantage of a child or a young person because of the way that they're dressed should burn in hell. Period. Because now they have to live with that trauma and how to process it as they get older, as they become adults. So you wanna acquit a rapist and you a pass a church? <sighs> yeah, he's gonna burn in hell. So call it what it is. Cause if you, like again, if you so comfortable to talk like that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll even go a step further. What if a man rapes you? Are you gonna quit him for raping you? Like, make it make sense. Inyala Van Zant says that men are being dehumanized And are only valued based on what they can do Um, hmm. She's not wrong She's not wrong at all Um, And this is not in all cases, but it's in a lot of cases Um, Here's why Because you have women who are looking for men to Provide for them and if they can't provide, they're broke. Like, like you don't have a job. And he's broke because he makes $60,000, $70,000 a year. And you... And because he's not making six figures or more, he's broke. It can make sense. Or... Like, or because you want to buy something. And your boyfriend or whoever Or your dad tells you no You want to throw a fit because he said no I'm like come on stop it um, I, I tell Newly married people uh, Married guys I should say Lead you, you were called to lead So even if she disagrees with how you're Leading you still lead Because why? God is going to always hold the man Responsible Always Always always. So if it's something that you really want to do, I'm going to up with my girls and your husband say, nah, that's not a good idea. And you still try to do it anyway. What you're saying is you only want to be led only when it's for your benefit or when it's at your convenience. Nah, that's not how the world works. World works. So I agree with her. Um, cause if, if we can do something for you, everything is good. But if a man is struggling internally, you know, you can't help him because he tried to make sure that you're good, that he's dying inside, crying inside. And it, it happens like there are some marriage relationships where women or the wives want the man to lead, but the wives want the men to lead their way. As if if if, if I was a man, I would lead this way. Well, you're not a man. So you can't can't ask a man to be the man of the house and then tell him to do it the way you want it done. That's not how that works because we're two different individuals, two imperfect individuals. So I always say to guys, lead. Lead the way you're supposed to lead, even if your wife disagrees because God is going to always hold you responsible. So, so some people are going to like it. Some people are not. Do I care? No, I don't. Um, fight breaks out at the rodeo. And guess who they, they cannot blame for this? Can't blame us. We weren't even there. Fight break out at the rodeo. Fight. Brawl. Like cowboy hats, spurs, boots, jeans, jeans. Like they were fighting, fighting, and I'm like, "Bruh, wow." Um, B wasn't performing. Fifty Cent wasn't performing. Like, so I don't, I, mean, I don't even know who was performing. Like, I don't know. I know mean, I'm not I'm not gonna guess. So let me not do that. But for a fight to break out, you know, that was looking. And somebody said, "Look at all these studs." Cause thugs is not based by color. They look at us as thugs. But th- these people are just misinformed or misunderstood. Hmm. Interesting how that take works. Speaking of fights, Cam Newton was in Atlanta and doing a seven-on-seven. Um, for people who don't know what a 7-on-7 is, it's pretty much all skilled players and no linemen, like no offensive, defensive linemen. So just a quarterback and six other, whether it's running back or receivers, and you pretty much play flag football. Like I don't think they tackle it's flag football or touch. Um, But he gets jumped by seven people, and he held his own. What was so crazy about it was his hat never came off. But, like, first of all, let me tell y'all something. Cam Newton is, like, 6'5", 6'6", 250. Like, why would you run up on him, number one? And it took seven of y'all, and he still took... If I'm not going to say, if not half, but most of y'all, most of them down. Like, why? What, what, What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, we... I believe that every time we try to come out of a situation, there's something that always brings us back to how, how we're viewed as as, as blacks. Um, I think it's unfortunate that, you know, you got to try to jump a guy for whatever the reason is. And I'm not even going to say that it's a good or a bad reason. Why would you try to jump somebody? For me, the, those seven people who tried to jump Newton are cowards. Because if it was just, if it was one-on-one, wouldn't be an issue. But it's seven on one. And where were his people at? That they're supposed to be helping him. They ain't do nothing, they just watch. And I find it funny how people are so ready to pull out their cameras to record stuff. Now, I understand if it's for evidence as it pertains to like something bad happening, but if it's getting jumped, and you keep keying, but you're not doing nothing to help. That's a huge problem for me. Um, Yeah. So I saw this on. On Instagram, Kev on stage, you know, growing up in the black church, you had anniversaries, church anniversaries, past anniversaries, um usher aides or pastor aides anniversaries, like all these things and. He, you know, he asked the question, do white churches have pastor and church anniversaries? And it got me to thinking, like, hmm, I wonder if they do or not. Um, but I also learned that a lot of times those churches are doing that to bring money in. Um, in my opinion. Or from, from the vantage point that I'm seeing, because every month there's something that's going on where you're having this pastor come in with his church and this pastor come in with their church and all these other things, then you have this and that, and it's like, because the church needs the money because the people who are coming in are not paying their tithes and offering, but yet they work a the job. Like, it's a plethora of things that's going on. And I learned to don't take all of that, in my opinion. um, the, the church should be able to be funded just by itself between tithes and offering, and if you're not paying your tithes, and, yeah, if you're not paying your tithes because of Oh, I need to do this. What you're saying is you don't trust God with the money he's giving you 10% and you get to keep the 90 and let, let me give some education to this as well. So you pay 10% off the gross, not the net. The different, the gross is, let's say again, I think I've shared this before. If you get paid, if you get paid a thousand dollars, um, every two weeks. So a thousand first two weeks, thousand second two weeks, two thousand dollars. Two hundred of it goes to ties and orphanages at your choice. So that uh, and that's off the gross taxes after taxes. Um, the government's gonna get their money. Just what it is, the government's gonna get their money, one way or another. <laughs> so that that eight percent that they getting off of there, so you may have what. What, nine fifty? I'm just and I'm just guessing a nine twenty. You still gotta pay that hundred. Oh I got this to do, I got that to do. The Bible talks about, you know, paying the tithes until your storehouse. So that'd be well, for so the your house and God will open up a window of heaven that you may not have room to receive. Like, there are a number of testimonies. Like, I've consistently paid my tithes. Consistently. Haven't stopped. You know, right now I'm not working. I, my, with my unemployment I, I pay my tithes So And God is still blessing us So I don't use that as an excuse As I can't pay it because I'm not working That's baloney Um But yeah I want to do these white churches have Pastor and church anniversaries i probably have to ask around I know some people that go to some different churches here i have to ask around Um So I saw another video Um And there was this gentleman, young man who doesn't have kids. And a woman comes out and says, man, that's a red flag. So for me, I'm like, how, how is that a red flag that a man don't have children? But then she proceeded to say, I mean, I'm a woman. I don't have children. She said, but that's different. No, it's not different. It's the same thing. A man not having kids is actually a good thing. That means he values his time, his money, his energy, his peace. And for a woman to say him not having kids is a red flag. No. Uh, A man having multiple children with multiple women is a red flag. (laughs) Ask Nick Cannon. Or Insert anybody else, Travis Henry The uh, former running back for the Titans (laughs) Like That's a red flag That's a red flag that well, a man not having kids It's not a red flag It's actually a green flag, to be honest Because before I met my wife, I didn't have any children And I wasn't out there in them streets and then she, so also she then even said that I understand you're supposed to wait till you get married to have sex and all this other stuff. So you know all of these things. And yet a man not having children is a red flag. Make it make sense, Shouty. That's all I'm saying. Like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. That's it. That's all I got. Um, little quick relationship advice. Um. Where do I start? Okay, so When you're dealing with relationships um, I thought about this And um, I was in uh, my prayer class last Wednesday And, you know, we were talking about You know, marriages and things like that And how, you know, women take up their wig And weave and eyelashes and lipstick and makeup And that man got to see you look regular um, so here's my advice. I'm not saying I recommend it, but I would say try it. So if you're designed to get married to this person you're with, man or woman that you're with, well, it's, it's mainly for men, but it's definitely for women too. So I say, here's my advice. Get a hotel room. Like if y'all are about to get married or engaged or whatever, spend the night at a hotel with each other. Just one night, not have sex. Just sleep in the bed to see what she looked like when she sleep, or see what he look like when he sleep, and that should be a indicator. Like, nah, I don't want to sleep with somebody who look like that. I don't want to sleep with somebody who 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 snore so loud they can wake up Africa, like type of thing. Like seriously. Now I'm not saying. Now I'm not I'm not saying dress half naked to entice him, or. Don't wear a shirt to entice her, but be modest in your appearance. You know, don't don't come in there, oh, this how I sleep type of thing. Like, no. Just wear some shorts and a t-shirt. Sleep in the bed. See see what y'all look like. Because trust me, if I, if I can not look at you <laughs> where you look busted and disgusted, I don't want you. I'm just telling it like it is. It comes off as being funny, but I am so serious. So serious. Like, if she busted and disgusted, or if he busted and disgusted, and you don't want to look at that every day for the rest of your life, don't marry him. And be honest about it. Don't be like, oh, it'll get better. No, it probably won't get better. He's going to age, or she's going to age. Call it what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm look. If if she can't be a sexy motorcycle, in, excuse me, in the middle of the night, I don't want her. And I'm saying that for me because I I wake up in the middle of the night because I I have a sleeping disorder. So I'm up in the middle of the night. So my wife probably gonna get mad at me if she, if I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like sometimes I look at her and she be snoring, she be sleeping. To me, she still looks beautiful. Now she be <sighs> type of thing or whatever. I I snore too, so I'm not gonna try to make it seem like like I I sleep perfectly and beautifully. I mean I do, but no, I snore as well. So when I look at her, she be snoring, I'd be like, Come on, my little sexy motorcycle, rev it up for me. (laughs) But no, seriously, she listen, I love my wife. She's the greatest woman that I know. Period. Um, but yeah, that's my relationship advice, not some spiritual advice. Um, we have to continuously change the way we think, Romans 12 and 2 all day. Don't be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can do what's, what's pleasing to God in His perfect will. And I'm paraphrasing the scripture, but it lines up with what I'm saying. But we got to change the way we think every day, every moment. We have to decide on what thoughts come into our minds or what. Oh, let me not say what thoughts come into our mind, but we have to, we have to decide what thoughts are going to manifest in our hearts. Um, if you believe you're a loser or the thought comes in that you're a loser and you let it manifest, you're going to always think you're going to always have a loser's mentality. If you think that you're a winner or you have that thought that comes in, you're going to allow you being a winner manifesting you. So continuously renew your mind. On a daily basis, um, every moment, every hour, like renew your mind, cling to God's word. Um, it, it'll definitely be beneficial in the in the long run. Um, that's all I got. Time to move on to some sports. Sports. All right, NBA news Chris Paul is returning from injury today Will it help the Warriors? Probably not He'll probably be back on the injury list by the end of this week Or before we close out March It's February 27th Sorry Chris Paul, hate to do you like that But you can't stay healthy So you can't help any team Uh, Five players were suspended Between the Heat and Pelicans in a game this past weekend I didn't see the game I didn't even know there was a fight That just shows you how I have not been watching basketball Like I normally do Um, so much going on nowadays, uh, spending time with family, making sure my, my kids are good, things like that. Um, Doc Rivers gets booed in Philly. Not surprised there. He didn't render a championship. And let me say this too, about Doc Rivers. Um, that team when he won the championship was special. I think that was his first year or second year with that team. Um, no, it was his second year coaching. But it was his first year with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and all them boys. Like, and Paul Pierce act like, like he was the second coming of Kobe Bryant or LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan. Bruh, your career wasn't all that. Like, you were a good scorer, a good scorer. But for you to act like, like your game was just way nicer than the people who are, who are better than you, stop it. You are not better than Dwayne Wade. You're not better than Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is a two-way player. Before his injuries, he was a two-way player. And for him to say, oh, <laughs> oh, when it came down to clutch, I was a better shooter. I said, no, Klay Thompson is a way better shooter than Paul Pierce will ever be. That's what they were called, the Splash Brothers. Paul Pierce, you was making shots. You had game. But you have to think about this. Like, like even, even when, you have, when you played the Heat and the Cavs in the, in those Eastern conferences, you know, in the playoffs, it's like it was pretty much you against LeBron and everybody else got canceled out because no one could match up with KG or Ray Allen or Ray John Rondo. Boobie Gibson, really? Matter of fact, they got together after LeBron went to the finals in 2007 against the Spurs. That's when they got together. But when LeBron does it, oh, he he he's assembling the Avengers type of thing. Stop it. Um Trey Young is out for 4 weeks. Oh, back to Doc Rivers. Um I don't think he's a good coach. He's above average coach. That's just my opinion. Um, Trey Young is going to be out for four weeks with a broken finger. Um, I don't see the Hawks doing anything anyway. So, that, that's all I got. Like Once LeBron, James, KD, and Kerr retire, who will be the face of the league? Um, I can think of a number of people who is not going to be as job. Morant. Um, I've seen a picture of them putting faces up of who was going to be the the face of the league. And I'm like, no, it's not gonna be John Moran. He kinda ruined, he kinda messed himself up with his situation. Um, no, you know, nothing against him or whatever, right? Nothing against him at all. Um, but I'm I'm thinking Shea Giggers Alexander, you got Jason Tatum, you got Giannis, you got Luca. Um, you got the Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. You got a few players. There isn't going to be like a big man outside of Giannis. The Joker. Uh, so when I see the Joker play, like people make this whole thing about how uh, the Joker and Luka uh, giving people the business. I'm like, y'all let Mark Price, Craig Elo, give y'all the business. Let Larry Berg. Larry Bird was good. Not going to take that away from him. Would you let Danny Ainge give you all the business? Like, stop it. John Stockton. Compared to Luka and <laughs> the Joker. Like, the people who played in the 80s and 90s act like the game doesn't evolve. Like, stop it. Like, the only two teams that were good in the in the sixties and seventies were the Lakers and the Celtics. And they kept playing each other in the finals. Then the 80s come. The Lakers and the Celtics are in or uh, in every finals of the 80s decade. Fact check that. you want me to run through the list? Sure. Gladly. 1979, 70, 80, Lakers won the championship. Um 1981, uh, who was it? The Lakers and I forgot who won it. No, no, maybe it was the Celt- no, Celtics won 82. 82- no, 81, 84, 86. So, yeah, the Celtics. 82, the Lakers won again. 83, the Lakers were in the finals, but they lost to Philly. 84, the Celtics won. 85, the Lakers won. Uh, 86, the Celtics won. 87, Lakers won. 88, the Lakers won. They won back-to-back. 89, the Lakers were in, but they lost to Detroit. And, yeah, there we go. Lakers and Celtics are in the finals. <laughs> so they need to stop with all of that. Um, but there's going to be some faces of the league. And I can't wait. I just hope that it doesn't go down as bad. Because like, the league has been good since since the 80s. It's gotten progressively better since the 80s. So I hope it stays that way. NFL news, no tags for Saquon, Barkley, Josh Jacobs, making them free agents. Listen, Texans, oh, I I guess I'm going to get to that. No, Texans should go after either Barkley or Jacobs. They need a running back. C.J. Stroud is good, like, C.J. Stroud is good. Um, The Bengals have franchise tag, T. Higgins. Um, I'm not mad at it. You know he he's been he's been solid. I think they gonna make a push for Justin Jefferson from what I've been hearing. Um, for him to come to Cincinnati, I don't know, but he might like that dome though. Cause yeah, it may be cold outside, but it's just right on the inside. Jets release Tomlinson amid their O line rebuild. I'm like, who you gonna put? And they need to start. Trying to sign people now so get some continuity. They need to get together and work on some stuff. Like, I don't know how to make it work for Aaron Rodgers. Um, will the Broncos move on from Russell Wilson? He wants to win in Denver or elsewhere. I heard a little bit of his interview. Um, like, he wants to win in Denver. Like, he wants to play in Denver. He's committed. However, he don't want to be where he's not wanted. And Sean Payton, let's be for real. You only got one championship, bruh. What have you done since? Now, I know you were supposed to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl instead of the Rams. I get that. That part, I get. But other than that, bro, mm, mm, I'm also putting you in the same uh, category as Doc Rivers, bro. Um, the Texans is one of the teams that have have a lot of cap space. Who should they go after? Um, they need to go make some moves. Um, what's his name? From Tampa Bay, Evans. It's is not, not Rashawn Evans. Anyway, they need to go get go after Evans, go after Saquon or Jacobs. Um, like they need to go get some people. They need to go find a middle linebacker. Um like Texans got some money. I mean other teams have money too to spend. But I'm like Texans like Y'all approved that y'all can win with what y'all have. Like, go go add some pieces. Go go get another edge rusher to help um uh, Will Anderson. Ooh, Will Anderson and Chase Young. Or uh Montez Sweat. Like, go get some cats. No, yeah, go no, I think Montez Sweat gonna stay in Chicago. But yeah, Texans should go after some players, and I'm and I'm saying that. Not that I'm like I say, I I don't hate other teams. Like if you're doing something to make moves that's gonna help you be good in the next year or two so, or, or so, go for it, go for it. Um, and there's a couple other teams too. They got cap space. Um, the Washington Commanders got 87 million. The Patriots got 82 million. Chicago got eighty million. Tennessee got seventy eight. Cincinnati got seventy two million. Oh, they're about to um, sign Jamar Chase to a long term deal. The Colts have seventy two. The Texans have sixty seven million. So yeah, they, they should definitely go after some players. Yeah, I'm, I mean I'm looking at the Commanders. They can make some moves too. I don't want them to make any moves because they're in the same division as the Cowboys. Just going to call it what it is. But, yeah, there's a few teams that can make some moves. Chicago can make some moves. But it depends if they want to keep Justin Fields. That's one other conversation. Moving on to NCAA news. Court storming. Should it be banned? Um, I'm going to say yes and no. Here's why. If it's going to cause players to get hurt, yes, they should ban it. But if it's gonna be done in a way to where uh, let the players get off the court first, like let them shake hands and get off the get off the court before you because Kyle Filipowski, you know, hurt his knee, Caitlin Clark. She got hurt. Like, like y'all are so anxious to get out there that you you're putting other people in harm. And these these people, this is this is their moneymaker, because Those same fans that's running out there already have jobs lined up. They're gonna have their degrees in biochemical engineering type of thing, and gonna make a plethora of money while these people playing doing something that that they love, which is playing basketball and you or even football. Like and you're storming the court, storming the field. Like no, that's no, you shouldn't be doing that at all. Um, So yeah. The Houston Cougars are number one ranked team. Um, no surprise there. They've been grinding, like, and they beat Iowa State and I believe not Kansas. They played someone else, but they beat them. Like, Cougars are playing. You know, they thought them coming to the Big Twelve was gonna hurt them, and they've been busting people behind. March Madness is around the corner. And I am – I'm excited. March will be here, uh, what, Friday? Yeah, I'm excited. So, I'm going to just dive in real quick. I'm going to I'ma pull up college teams. So, let's look at these Kentucky teams. Like, they won championships. Um, 1996 had Antoine Walker, Jamal Mashburn there's some other guys I don't know um but you also got to look at the Kentucky team with Anthony Davis now like that team I, I kind of knew that they were going to win it but you wasn't quite sure but like they were good um I'm trying to find them who else was on that team obviously you got your dukes you got your north carolinas um uh, North Carolina's had some good teams. I think they should have, a couple of those teams should have won back to back. Like, that's how good they were. Um, but March Madness is here. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's coming. Yes, it's coming. Excuse me for my yawn. But final thoughts. So, my boy that I was in the Navy with, we were on the same ship. Put this post about. The transition from military life to civilian life um, A lot of people don't understand it Like they really don't understand it Um, I share with people About why I don't stand Put my hand on my heart or I'll salute the flag But the reason I don't put my hand over my heart for the flag Is because growing up I was treated like crap and I'm not saying from, like, people who look like me, people who didn't look like me, treated me like crap. Then when I got in the military, I was still treated like crap. Then when I got out, I'm still treated like crap. Like, you, you, you got a guy who's running for president who's a draft dodger. But we criticize Muhammad Ali for not wanting to go to the military because um, he was not going to war to fight someone who has done nothing to him. And I agree. Why am I going to war fighting someone who I don't know, who's who's never called me out my name, who's never disrespected me, but I'm supposed to go help fight? Then we got to come home and we got to try to get back to doing things normal, like doing things that are comfortable. I remember like, like y'all think, so I'm not going to tell this story today, but maybe when I tell the story about my life. Um, I'll tell it, but I remember like, and where, and where I worked at, like I was, you know, we, we pretty much ran the ship, made the water on the boat and we made the ship move. So it was, um, it was, it was bad, um, being on the ship and even for those five years, I'll tell this quick story. So I remember, I was working down in the pit, and we got a new LPO. LPO means leading petty officer. And he came in, and he made me and another guy the assistant lead, lead leading petty officer. Now, mind you, I think I was nineteen, twenty, maybe 21. And I'm a person who, like, if you give me something, I'm going to try to perform it to my ability, um, even if I didn't ask for it. And so... I um, was given the position, and the same guys that were laughing and kicking ke- and joking with me once I was given that role, I was called a dirt bag. I was called a a, a s bag. <laughs> you know, like I was I was called a, a horrible person as if I was, as if I was just like, yeah, I, I want to be the ALPO. I sure do. No, I didn't ask for the job. I didn't ask for the position, but I knew that once it was given to me, I had to change my whole mindset because now I have to be leaders of men and again like i said i didn't ask for it so i only had it for like a week but it just goes to show you how people will do anything to discredit your reputation and your character did again i didn't ask for it and you know even the lpo he pulled me aside was like why is everybody talking bad about you and all this other stuff and they don't think you're gonna do a good job i said look I said, I told them, shut up, I said, they don't like nobody black telling them what to do. That's just the nature of what it is. Because what's not talked about is that there's still segregation in the military. They don't tell you that. You don't find that out to them until you're in it. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I don't try to allow that to change who I am. For me, is I don't do well with bullies. And so, because I don't do well with bullies, I'm not going to let you take the unfair advantage of me or anybody else. um, Because I will, I'll say I'll smooth go off. That's just me being being lighthearted about it. I'm going to go off because you shouldn't be trying to take an unfair advantage of anybody, but that's the world we live in today. You got an idiot who's running for office saying that only black people get him because how many times he's been indicted. So, again, again, so of course y'all know the music that I play, I don't own the rights to what you heard, was Walk by Hulvey, H-U-L-V-E-Y. That's all I have for today. Of course y'all know, love God, love people, you cannot say you love God and not love his people too. Until next time, peace.